0: We hope you enjoy this message recorded at Equipus Church, Dunedin. For more information, please visit equipuschurch.com. Oh, how are we going to start? (laughs) It's amazing. my last year when I was here, I came with my brothers and uh, um, we saw a few people and we built connections here it's interesting how one year has gone uh, fast, and uh, for us, for some of us, one year has gone pretty fast, not only because of the days and the months and the weeks that really passed by, but the significant things that happened in our life, yeah, I'm not going back home last year in December to get married, I got married in February, and I stayed with my wife for three weeks or so, then I came back to New Zealand to continue It takes great faith and great heart and a great wife to do that. And I thank God for the journey so far. Yeah. I just want to honor Pastor Will. And uh, he's an incredible man of God. He's a man of great faith. And uh, last year, he told us something. To be a pastor, two things are key communication and generosity. But this man didn't tell us by words, he demonstrated it to us. And he has led that life. and He's been a great blessing to us. And I really thank God because I sense that, Pastor Will, this series that you started is really going to launch the church. And I, think, I believe so strongly in my heart that you personally into another phase where there'll be a strong sense of God's hand on this move. And uh, I really believe so, so, so much. And uh, thank God for your incredible wife, Pastor Desri. <laughs> wow. This woman has a real sense of God's kingdom, you know, an awareness of God's kingdom in a way, I can't describe, and God bless you for being such a blessing to us. And thank you all, and for my good friends, uh, uh, um, Martin and Abby. Thank, thank you for being a great blessing to me. Amen. Pastor Justin. for I cannot continue mentioning everyone's name, but I really want to thank you, and especially Dunedin, for being a great blessing to us in our three. Before we go back in December, we said, no, we can go everywhere, but if we don't go to Dunedin, our journey here will not be complete, so let's find the time to be here before we go back. Uh, This night, I really believe God is going to do something very um, significant in our gathering, and I just believe that we are here prepared, and just be expectant, and God is going to touch us in a significant way. When I was on my way to this place, as I sat in the plane, usually when I'm in the plane, I, I, I like reading. I personally like reading, but this time around, I didn't feel like reading. I just placed my head down. And, oh, I was relaxing, and I had a short vision. I had a vision in a moment, and was funny because I was not expecting it. But in the vision, I saw something like. a... This funny entity, they look like a puppy. I you know, for those, in, those animal rights activists. <laughs> but something like that, three dogs or something, but in a moment they became one, but with three heads, uh, three heads. And you can imagine an animal with three heads, a monster. But in that moment, I heard God said, clearly to me. There's a combined force of three things that has really dominated in this particular territory in a way. Something about depression, mental, mental illness, something about diseases, something about um, despair, worry, anxiety. These three D's. And, uh, and God said in his name he's going to crush those things over the lives of people. So, so that was what I had. So one Pastor Well, yesterday I was speaking with Pastor Wayne and told me I'm starting a series uh, in the name of Jesus. uh, The vision just came to mind, that God wants to do something significant about this name of Jesus. And this series, I believe by the time we end this series, something significant will happen in the lives of people. Amen. Amen. Can we please share a word of prayer? Father, we thank you for this day. We know you are here and we know you want to touch us in a significant way. I pray that, Lord, tonight Jesus Christ alone will be seen. I hide behind the cross, and I pray that I will speak your word as I ought. Thank you, Lord, for such an amazing presence here, and we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. That's a very interesting story in the Bible. The book of Mark, chapter 5, verse 25 to 29, gives this story. I want to dwell on that story to talk on this thing about the faith that touches, and I believe that we're going to... um, Draw on that particular experience of somebody who who called on the name of Jesus. But more so, somebody who acted in faith. But something incredible happened. But her story is actually our story. Because our story, ultimately, is her story. Can we please turn to uh, Mark 5? If you have the slides, can I see? Mark 5. Uh, Mark 5, verse twenty. I have some slides I was expecting. Is it ready? Okay, it's not ready. (laughs) All right, let me me get into my Bible. Hallelujah. In Ghana, when we are preaching, we like response. So when I say hallelujah, you can also say hallelujah. (laughs) So that you can encourage me, encourage me. Come on, come on. on. (laughs) Oh, good. Uh, Hallelujah. (laughs) That's right, that's right. You are in the spirit. (laughs) All right. Mark five. Oh, still not ready. Yeah, okay. That's good. Okay. Oh, this can't go back. Okay. (laughs) Jesus is Lord. God, <laughs> All right. Whatever happens, we are going to preach. Here we go. Oh, this Hebrews? No, 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 no. Okay. Wow, 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 wow. Okay. Mark five. I'm reading from a different version, but I wanted a particular version, that's why. I'm reading from verse 25. A woman in the crowd had suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding. She had suffered a great deal from many doctors, and over the years, she had spent everything she had to pay them, but she had gotten no better. In fact, she had gotten worse. She had heard about Jesus. So she came up behind him through the crowd and touched the robe. For she thought to herself, if I can just touch his robe, I will be healed. Immediately, the bleeding stopped and she could feel in her body that she had been healed of her terrible condition. Amen. Amen. Now, this this is a very popular story. let's, 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 Let's run through it quickly. This is a lady who... The Bible describes her as the, a certain woman, a woman with an issue of blood. And the interesting thing is that sometimes we go through issues in life that the issue that we go through so much characterizes our identity that sometimes our personal identity is lost yeah. in that particular thing. So so much so that her name, her name totally vanishes or it's lost, and we cannot even recall her name. Such that when they are writing, they say a certain woman, a certain woman. And this woman was bleeding, and it's bleeding. This sounds common because you see, I, I, I have sisters, I have lady friends, if I have a wife. <laughs> 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 so, so, what? And I, I know what they go through when they go through their monthly ritual. <laughs> and some of complain of terrible pain and some some other symptoms that come along. But the Bible is talking to us here about a woman who didn't go through this process for four days or five days or even seven. Twelve years. Yeah. Yeah. So multiply what you have ever experienced which you think is excruciating and multiply it by twelve years. But you know, every miracle in the Bible has a story. The power of the miracle is not in the event, it's in the story. Because every story has a meaning. Yeah. Yeah. It, it does the thing. every story, within every story, that event and every event has, has various meanings. And deriving the meanings from the event helps you to connect with the story. Right. Connecting with the story, it doesn't become a story you are writing it or you are reading. It becomes a story you are experiencing. But the most important thing is that as you experience that particular story or testimony, it also becomes a voice of prophecy in your life. That you are declaring into the future concerning your life. So the Bible is giving us a story here, which is her story. But ultimately, God wants it to become our story. And, and at the end of the day, it reflects the story of God. Are you here with me? Thank you. And this particular woman was bleeding for 12 years. The Bible says that she had done everything she could. She had spent all her money trying to get her healing. She didn't get it. In fact, let me help you get the, the meaning of the story very well. We should understand the sufferings of this woman. She was suffering religiously. Because of a, a particular Ill, illness, she was not allowed to come into the sanctuary. Yeah. If Imagine you are sick, but the very place that you could get comfort, you are disowned from that place. Yeah. She could not be touched. When you touch her, you become ceremoniously, ceremonially unclean, should I say. So if she had children, they, can, they, they can't touch it. A husband cannot touch it. Can you imagine such a life? Yeah. Financially, she, she had used all her money. Socially, she couldn't come to public places because somewhere, somehow, physically she might be stinking somewhere somewhere i'm talking about a woman who was stripped of her human dignity and a sense of who she the the sense of her personal value that's her suffering but let me give you examples of her symptoms i'm talking about a a woman going through chronic anemia perpetual heart pain pain in the chest pale uh, brittle nails yellow, the the, the, the eyes will completely look yellow for most of the the time. She's fragile. She tries working a bit and she gets so weak she falls down. She she comes up again. She falls down. I'm talking about a woman experiencing total weakness for most part of her life. But what's the sorrow? The sorrow of this woman? The sorrow of this woman was that she was living every day bleeding. Bleeding her way to death. Living with a death sentence on her life. Living knowing that I'm living to die. Others are living to live. But there's something about life when you are put in a particular position where you you are living to die. Bleeding away to death daily. This was this woman. And I'm sure maybe she she, she may be coming to church once in a while. And sometimes she comes with a nice face and everyone sees, oh, this is a good girl, this is a good girl. Oh, I like this worship leader. I like this, I like this friend in church. But somewhere, somehow, we like this woman, we bleed in ways we can't even explain. People see us smiling, but behind the smiles there are cries. that are tears. And we come to church, we sing, we enjoy ourselves, but we did you know, that you are bleeding and- somebody can see that you are not only smiling but you're also bleeding if only somebody can see This is a woman who was bleeding daily bleeding daily but there's always a turning point in a story and the turning point of every story is critical because within those turning points God defines for us critical lessons that can propel us into our personal turning points also something about this woman's standing point will shift something for somebody this evening. I believe God wants to stir up faith in somebody to believe God for something. But verse 27 of the verse we just, of of those verses we read, tells us something this woman did. We don't have it on the screen. In fact, when you you prepare for (laughs) slides... And you don't have it. You just need grace to preach. Oh, thank God. God is here. <laughs> Hallelujah. 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 <laughs> All right. So, I, I intentionally uh, wrote those ones in red so that we can. She did these three things. The Bible said, she came, she, no, she had, she came, and she touched. Can you help me preach tonight? Can you say with me, she came? Can you say she touched? I she touched. say she heard. she heard. I believe God wants us to unpack these three things and we can finish the service tonight. She heard. She, heard. she heard. What did she hear? What about hearing makes something happen in a person's life? The Bible says that faith comes by hearing and yeah. hearing by the word of God. Yeah. That, that there are times in life all that you need to no, all, all that you need to do is to hear something from God. Yes, exactly. In the challenges of life, in the adversities of life, sometimes God speaks, and all, only if we can hear. This is a woman who heard. Yes. And somewhere, somewhere, I'm sure she will be in a room one particular morning, but she heard some people talking about a man Jesus. Yes. She, 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 I'm sure she heard about this man of Nazareth. They said he's, he's a miracle worker, they, they, they said he's a deliverer, they said he's a, he's a kinsman redeemer, they said he's a, he's a son of God, they said he's, he's a healer, they said he's a counselor, they said he's a mighty God, they said he's, a, he's an everlasting father. I, I'm talking about people talking about Jesus. They said he has a name which is above any other name. That at the name of this man, every knee bows and every tongue confesses that he is Lord. They said, this man has power over sickness and over death. He's the resurrection and the life. They said he's the word, the truth, and the life. Yeah. Uh, and they said he's the, he the one who knows who knows yesterday as if it was today, and knows today as if it was yesterday, and tomorrow as if it's today. I'm talking about a man who is totality of eternity. Yeah. Within him, there's fullness of time, and within him, there's fullness of life. Yeah. This is the man we're talking about. And she heard. But I, What about hearing initiates us to the next phase of coming? Because sometimes you can hear, but until you come, you cannot have a change. So there comes a point where you say, I have heard about Jesus. I have heard stories since I was a kid going to a kid's uh, kids, church church. I've heard about Jesus when I was in school. Some of my friends talk about Jesus. But somewhere, somehow, I want to experience this Jesus myself. There is a point in life where you say, I want I want information to turn into conviction. I don't want to live by mere information. I want to come to the place of experience. So, yeah, yeah, I've been told that he's a healer. I've been told that he's a deliverer. I've been told that his name is powerful. But I want to come to that place where I will experience this thing for myself. And I Like like Peter, I see this woman hearing the voice of Jesus. Peter asked Jesus, if you are the one walking on the water, ask me to come. And I heard Jesus say to Peter, come come. And I don't know what you are going through tonight. Maybe like this woman, you may be bleeding in a way. You may be dis- you may be in despair. You may be struggling in one area of your life or the other. But I also hear Jesus saying to you, just as he said to Peter, just as he said to this lady, come. 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 And I can imagine her in the room that morning. Let me go. And she gets close to the door, trying To hold the knob of the door and trying to open it. Then she remember, hey, come on, come on, come on. You are smelling, you are smelling. Remember you are bleeding. Remember, remember you make people unclean when you touch them. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I need to go, I need to go. No, you are bleeding. I I need to go. No, no, people will laugh at you. Hey, 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 I I need to go. No, what if somebody gets to know? I, I need to go, I need to go. What if it doesn't work out? to go, I need to go, What is what if this thing about Jesus is not really true, what, what, is, what if they are just a group of fanatics I, I need to go, I need to go what if but at a point in time she said to herself I don't care what if I don't care what happens I don't care what people think I'm stepping out I'm stepping out I'm stepping out and tonight I pray somebody will be stepping out I pray that somebody will be stepping out into something that God has prepared for you. Pastor Will was telling when worship that God loves you. He's just trying to give you a call from God. I want you to come, come, come to the place where you can experience me for yourself. So this woman heard. But this woman came. She broke her fears. She took away those things that held her back. She said, I'm going. I'm going, I can imagine her stepping out and getting close to Jesus. And finally she, goes to, she, she gets to where Jesus is and there's a crowd of people surrounding Jesus. I thought I've come to a place where I can experience Jesus and there's this hindrance. But what struck me about this woman, she didn't let that distract her faith. She said, I came here to touch Jesus. And whatever happens, I will touch, I will lay hold on Jesus. And the Bible said that this woman touched the hem of Jesus' garment. And my question was like is this: Why the hem? If this woman was already sick and she's struggling, she could, out of uh, um, simplicity, just touch any part of Jesus. you don't need to go down and try to you know, go down and try and catch the hem. Why did she do that? Why did she do that? Then then the Holy Spirit whispered to me that this woman didn't just touch. The touch is just giving us an open door into something deeper. Something more than what we can see on the surface as touching. This woman came not only to touch. she She came to worship. She came to worship. She came to worship. She was like, Jesus, I know I am bleeding, but I still want to worship. I know I'm struggling in this area of my life. But I still want to worship. I'm in despair, but I still want to worship. I've been beaten down by this sickness. I, I know what it takes to suffer illness for years. I had a heart attack when I was young. I nearly died. I know what it takes to be beaten by disease for years. I worked as, at, at a cancer center for a while before I came here. And I, I, one day I was looking at this young guy, 17 years, struck with cancer. It was so painful. I, I just had to help myself as a professional not to weep before this guy. Uh, this guy. But when he left, I couldn't control myself. Praying, I know what it takes to suffer illness and for that long a time. I know what it is. But I know also what it takes to come to a place in your faith life that you say, God, I know I am bleeding. I know I'm struggling, but I still want to worship. I still want to worship. I still want to worship. I still came to worship you. And tonight, I believe God is saying to somebody, can you see me beyond your obstacle? Can you see me beyond your disease? Can you see me beyond your pain? So no matter what I'm going through, I'm, I'm here to worship. And then I asked the a second question. This woman was not the only person that touched Jesus. Remember, other people were also touching Jesus. In fact, Jesus said to them, that, ah, who touched me? And the disciples were like, oh, come on, Jesus, be serious. <laughs> be serious, yeah. Ah, Jesus, there are people heckling you here and there. You are in the midst of a crowd and you are asking who touched you. Oh, Jesus, are you kidding us? <laughs> but the Holy Spirit whispered something to me. What about this woman's touch? What about her touch? What about her touch? What about that touch of this woman made a difference? What about a touch? And that's where I, I want to learn my message tonight. Unlike others, Her touch was different. She, unlike others, her worship was different. Look, it's one thing when we all come here and this is how we party. It's one thing we all come here, the name of Jesus. It's one thing when we all sing and it's good. But you know, when you enter into an arena of faith and you are here to worship, there is something beyond what you just say and do. You know, One of the responsibilities of leadership is to create an arena of faith. But it is your personal responsibility to engage in the arena of faith. The woman entered into an arena of faith that night. But she was like, I am not just here to enjoy the arena of faith. Sometimes you can come to an arena of faith and connect with people. But you also come to an arena of faith to engage with God. But there is a password to engagement. There's a password. The secret of Entering into the arena of faith that Jesus has worked up. what we are here tonight, we are in an arena of faith. Yeah. Yeah. But people will connect at deeper level, depending on the level of their connection, depending on their level of engagement. Yeah, right. I, I want to put my words here. In the arena of faith, you need to connect to God. Yeah. The password for connection to God. Hmm, listen to this one. is brokenness. Now, listen, there can be a Wi-Fi here, and indeed, there, there is. When I came here this morning, I had a good phone. I wanted uh, access to the internet. And I was like, do, do you have the password to the Wi-Fi? No, 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 we don't have it. Later on, Pastor Will gave it to me. But you see, no matter how good my phone is, no matter how good your laptop is, if you don't have the password to the Wi-Fi, you cannot connect. Yeah. You cannot connect. You need to connect with your password. The password... For worship. The password to engage in the arena of faith is brokenness. There is something about brokenness God cannot reject. Psalm 51 verse 17, it says, A broken heart and a contrite spirit, God you can't despise. God will not despise. When people come before God with their broken heart, with their contrite spirit, and that's what we're talking about, huh? humility of heart, brokenness of heart. This woman's sickness over the period has brought her to a place of brokenness. So just as she came and she said she's worshiping, it's not just like anyone trying to touch Jesus. She's worshiping out of brokenness. And God is inviting us. Sometimes you are going through things that you think, this is too much for me. This is a, this is a hard condition. This thing, this thing I'm going through, it looks as if I'm bleeding for years or years. And I need some change. But somewhere, somehow, you have an opportunity of brokenness. And you have a password of worship, of connection. And I just don't know about tonight. there's something, Something's going to happen tonight as we worship shortly. Because I just don't want you to worship. I want you to release your brokenness into connection with God. This woman said, I am broken, but I came to worship. She connected to Jesus in a way others could not. Because she was broken. <laughs> See, sometimes life circumstances can break you up. But no matter how hard, how hard or how harsh life treats you, brokenness is, is so nice before God when you can direct it towards God. But sometimes you don't need life circumstance to break you. Break your heart yourself. Break your heart. That God, I just want to come before you tonight broken in worship. That's where you come to and say, God, I don't care who is here. I just want to be real. I want to, I want to bring down the walls. That you can see me for who I am. Listen, even in human relationship, the level of your openness will determine the level of your connection with your partner. See, so when I was going out with my fiance, I used to I look like this spiritual boy who, prim and proper, like it's almost as if it's got everything sorted out. One thing, one day, sorry, had some crisis in life, and it was so hard and terrible season in my life. And one time, my my, my friend, he was showing my friend that, that, uh, at that time, and. She came, and as I was talking, I started crying. You know, in our place, men don't cry. (laughs) So to see a man crying is another thing. But for once, in front of her, as I was discussing with her, I started to tear. She had never seen me exhibit weakness before. But I realized something happened after that in our relationship. There was a connection between myself and her in a way that I didn't experience before. Something happens when you open yourself up. Something happens when you become vulnerable before somebody. But most importantly, something happens when you become vulnerable before God. That God, I don't care who is here tonight. I just came to worship. And if I want to lie on the ground, God, I just want to I, I, people may not understand the tear or behind my smiles. They may not know that I'm bleeding, but God, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And I just want to open up before you. Yeah. And sometimes I lack the words to express what I'm going through. But Lord, I just want to lie before you in worship. I just want to lift up my hands in worship. I just want to engage with you. Yeah. I just want to touch your hand, Jesus. Even if you don't heal me tonight, I want to worship in brokenness. But what what's some. What's Psalm 51 verse uh, 17 said: God cannot despise a broken heart. Yeah. He cannot look down a broken heart. Something in the heart of God moves towards a heart that is broken. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And I pray tonight, something will happen to your heart yes. as you come before God in worship. Yeah. I want to just bring this moment to, uh, to a close, but we, before we enter into some time of worship and ministration, because I believe God wants to break certain things of the lives of people. I believe God wants to break up some chains. Uh, that, that vision I saw in the plane is still clear to me now as I minister. Because you know, one thing God is saying: I don't need you to struggle when you are in the utmost, when you are in the arena, sorry, of grace yeah. or arena yeah. of faith. Just connect to the flow. Yeah. So when you are in church tonight, or if you are in church tonight, you are in a great arena of faith. Right. Others have worked all this week just to put this thing in place for you. That you may experience an arena of faith. It is your own responsibility here. Just connect. And the key to connection is brokenness before God. That God, I want to worship tonight out of a broken heart. And I don't know, but I want to open up my heart before you. I don't care what others think of me. What I think about myself, I don't care. What you think of me is what matters. And I know you love me. So tonight, I want to connect to you in worship. Can I invite us into worship tonight? We want to worship. And whatever you are, if you feel like sitting, you can sit. If you feel like standing, you can stand. If you feel like lying on the ground. But I feel the rivers of living waters flowing here. We're in a great arena of faith. Anyone in this place, you stand the opportunity of connecting to divinity. And God is calling us out. As we worship, just worship. But just don't do what you usually do because you are an iron of faith. Can you break your heart before God in humility? You want to turn to God in worship. Father, I want to connect to something in you. Jesus said, Power, virtue had left me. Something had gone out of my body. Something goes out of God into a person whenever you connect to God in worship healing virtue. The power of God, the anointing of the spirit, the supernatural power of God enters, and enters into a human vessel. Before we worship, I just want to show you something shortly. And I like how that, yeah, we're going to do that. But just listen, listen to this. There's something so important about brokenness, which I don't have the verse on the board, but even Jesus before, because he wanted to connect to humanity. He wanted his body broken before. He knows that brokenness is needed for connection. Paul said, I saw God first that he would deliver me from the torn I'm having in my flesh. He was going through some hard time. God told him, my grace is sufficient. My strength is made perfect in weakness, in brokenness. He says so. I will glory in my affliction. For when I am weak, then am I strong. The book of Hebrews eleven, Hebrews eleven, says something. It's a book that chronicles the heroes of faith. People did great things for the Lord. But look at what happened here. Oh Jesus! They thought about men who took nations, they wrought righteousness, they did great things. But I like like one last verse in Hebrews chapter 11. I think that verse 28 or so. It says, Out of weakness they became strong. They were not made strong out of strength. It was out of weakness. So Jesus said that, I said Jesus, the writer of Hebrews says, come boldly to the throne room of grace. For we don't have a high priest. We don't have a high priest. Jesus is not a high priest. You cannot touch with your weakness. The Bible says he was in every way tempted and tested like us yet without sin. Can we be on our feet? If you may. God, I just want to worship tonight. I want to touch my high priest, Jesus. In my weakness, I know, I know there is strength that enters into me when I touch God. I'm in despair. I'm going through some hard times. I hear the voice of God calling me to come, and tonight I take the bold step to step into the arena of faith, and I want to connect in worship. So let your worship rise tonight. Thank you for listening to this message recorded at Equipus Church in Eden. We pray it blessed you. For more information, please visit equipperschurch.com.